Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, talking uncommon sense about how to start, grow and love your tutoring, coaching and teaching business. Now, today I'm returning to the subject of money and especially looking at attitudes and ideas about money, because what you think about money will largely determine how much of it you have, how much of it you don't have and what you do with it. Your whole attitude to money is a big factor in whether you can create and accumulate wealth or whether you're always going to be skinned. So it's really important to get your head straight about it. It matters both for your, your business success and your personal happiness. Because if your beliefs about money aren't helpful, then by definition, they're probably hurting you. At best, they might be neutral. It's really important for us all to have an awareness in our minds of what we think about certain aspects of our life. And given the society we live in, money is a big part of that. So think about your attitude towards money. I don't know what you were told about money as you grew up. I was always told that money was the root of all evil, that rich people were somehow exploiting poor people. And I was told that Phrases like filthy lucre, filthy rich, dirty money. Really? Obviously, I was hearing this from people who didn't have any money, who lived pretty much wage packet to wage packet, week in, week out, and they were really just about bobbling along, making ends meet. Uh, What I've discovered later on in life is that that isn't true. Money is essentially neutral. It doesn't do anything in and of itself other than amplify who you are. It really just allows you to be more of who you are and of what you are. So if you're a prat and you're skint, the chances are you're just going to be an even bigger prat if you've got loads of money because it's a lever. So let's let's have a good look at, at what money actually is. It's essentially a system of storing and transmitting value. That's all it is. It's more convenient than barter. I mean, my services as a tutor are probably worth several sheep a month, but what am I going to do with several sheep? I don't want sheep. So in lieu of those sheep, I can receive money. Or more likely than not, I can have a few numbers on a computer screen displaying my bank account balance adjusted. So that's all money is. It's a system of exchange, stories and transmission. If you can get away from the idea that money is somehow difficult to get hold of, you'll find it finds its way to you because you expect it to come to you. I've found this out in the last 20 years or so that as I expected good things to happen, 
I started to notice when the potential for good things to happen occurred, and then I took action. And of course, having taken action on the situations likely to produce a good result and to produce money for me, that's exactly what I got. When I always thought money was difficult, I never saw the opportunities. And now that I am in a position where money is, is pretty abundant, then it just allows me to do more of the things I love. Now, this idea of, of money talk, which I think is largely an internal dialogue once you've been programmed with everybody else's beliefs about money, is if we can talk to ourselves about what we think money is and what it means to us, we can come out with very, very good outcomes for ourselves. This has certainly been my experience having had negative beliefs about money and ultimately changing that to a more positive, more productive, abundant and opportunistic view to money. So... What I consider money to be now is a byproduct of excellence. It's feedback that I'm doing a great job, that I'm providing massive value for my students in my property business, that I'm providing good quality homes and a safe home for my tenants. When I receive royalties for books or music, it's because someone enjoyed that book, someone enjoyed that tune. It's all feedback. Every time somebody pays me, I go, cool. I did something worthwhile to them and they're happy to exchange that amount of value for what I've done for them. Naturally, the more value I can provide for my customers in any of the arenas in which I'm active, the more money, the more feedback and positive response to that I'm able to receive. So get your head around it. Money is pretty cool stuff. It lets you do things. It gives you choices. You decide for yourself then, do you want to work? With whom do you want to work? How much, where, and how you do it? That's the reality of it, guys. Money is essentially able to give you freedom to choose. So here are a few of the rules of the game of money. And if you don't know the rules, then chances are you're not going to be very good at playing a game, any game, not just the game of money. So the first thing is just be real about it. Have a look at your financial situation, how much you have, what you own, your assets. An asset, of course, is something that produces a positive benefit to you. Look at your liabilities, what's burning your money up, what's costing you every month. Do you have any debt? Figure out what your situation is in the moment and be objective about it. If you're happy with it, chances are you don't need to do very much. If you're unhappy with it, having that objective standpoint, that perspective, will allow you to look at areas to make changes. Then take the, take the action. Make the changes you need to give you the response that you really want. 
Next thing is figure out how to manage your money. Learn about money. Read about it. Listen to podcasts about money. Find out all you can about money, how it works. Because the more you're educated, the more you know. I mean, that's self-evident. We're all teachers, right? But if we're all wandering around asking ourselves why we're skinned, we must be doing something wrong because we are providing massive value to our customers, aren't we? The next thing for me is always spend less than you earn. I mean, this is such a simple idea that it staggers me. So many people live beyond their means. Spend less than you earn. It could not be easier than that. Because every month, if you do that, you just get progressively richer. Next thing is an old chestnut. Pay yourself first. Before you pay for anything or anyone else, save or invest a predetermined percentage of your paycheck or your income. Save it in a separate bank account. Your rainy day fund, you've got to protect it. You've got to guard it, build a fortress around it. If your rainy day fund is easily accessible, then you know it's going to rain pretty soon. You'll be raiding that bank account. So the next thing is to make money work for you. Think about how you can make money while you're asleep. Most people just call this investment. I'm active in property and I love the fact that I get paid every month whilst I'm asleep, essentially. My houses are all out there earning money for me month in, month out. And as long as I take good care of them and look after the tenants, then that will continue for the foreseeable future. And the more of those units I can buy, the more little trickles of income I have coming through every month. Which links nicely into the next point, is develop more than one source of income. Now, obviously, for you and me, we're in tutoring. For me, it's tutoring with property, with writing, with music, it's with affiliate marketing. And I'm just I'm training at the moment to become a qualified domestic electrician because it's going to save a fortune on getting the electrical testing done in the properties. It also means I can take care of my landlord friends' properties for them and I can charge them. So when I'm not teaching, I can be out enjoying myself and uh, earning another income. Now, over time, all these things add up. They all compound. They multiply one another up. It starts with the tiniest, tiniest difference. If you make a pound less than you spend, you're going skint. Over time, you'll end up massively in debt. If you can flip it and make a pound more than you earn, then you'll get a little bit richer every single week, every single month. Now, this gains momentum over time. Every time you can add to your pool of wealth, you absolutely should. If you can have a return on that saved pool of wealth, interest, if you like, then that money is working for you 
whilst you're asleep. And the key thing is you let it roll. So, for example, if you have a thousand pounds stashed away in a high interest account or some investment, you're receiving a massive interest rate of 10%. Now, in that first year, your thousand pounds in the account will earn you a hundred pounds of interest. So, at the year end, you have 1100 pounds in the bank going forward to the next year. And in the following year, that 1100 pounds earns you £110 in interest, giving you a total of £1,210 in the bank, and then you let it roll again. In year three, it's going to make you £121. And the following year, it goes up and up and up. Now, the more you can add to that and compound it, the better. And don't touch it. Just let it roll. Let it roll roll and roll like a snowball rolling down the hill now cautionary point here is that any debts you have will compound in exactly the same way unless you're paying them off they're going to compound and get bigger and bigger year in year out now there are two kinds of debt there's good debt that you can use and work for you to make even more money and then there's bad debt, toxic debt, and that just takes you down. Because maybe you've bought a really flash car, and the car is depreciating. So you're losing money on the car, but you still got to service the debt. you still got those interest charges. It's bad news, and we shouldn't be doing it. So have an awareness of money at all times. Am I doing something that long-term will accrue benefits for me, that'll increase my wealth, that'll ultimately allow me to make the choices that I want, to do the work that I want with the people I want? Even if it's just that you want to give more away, you can't give away what you don't have. So it's really important to develop a positive money mindset. You know, when I was growing up, nobody talked about having money. We were all skinned. Everybody spoke about not having any money and being broke or just slightly over broke was considered normal. So the key things then, respect money. If you don't respect it, it will leave you. Personally, I love money. I love having money. It's um, liberating. And I enjoy it because I understand it. I understand how it works, the long run benefits of whatever I do understand most of the rules of the game. I don't guess. I find experts. I read the books. I listen to the podcasts. I talk to wealthy people because they're ahead of me. Maybe they can reach back and give me some tips of the right routes to take. I look at the systems in which I operate, the tax system, for instance, how to minimize legitimately how much tax I pay. Because legally, I'm only a obliged to pay the minimum amount of tax required by law. There's absolutely no benefit and there's certainly no moral high ground in paying too much tax to a government who will simply squander it. Something now, I just got to put this across to you, that I wish I'd known years ago. Don't take money advice from people who have no money. Moronically simple, very, very obvious. But who we listen to when we 
are taking advice about money. <sighs> it depresses me to even think that I was taking money advice from people who were skinned. So get your money advice from people who have loads of money, who have been successful, who were doing well. Look around you, ask who's doing better than me. What do they do? How can I learn from them? And give value to money, give love to money so that it will become attracted to you. Give it respect and make the choice. Choose between having no money and having money. What do you think is going to make you happier? For me, it gives me peace of mind. It gives me comfort. It gives me flexibility and choices. I use a lot of my money for good. If you have more money, you can help more people than if you're skinned. <laughs> this is so obvious, right? The best way that you and I can help poor people is by not becoming one of them, but to use our wealth, our success for the good. So the message really, guys, is master your mindset about money. Think about it. You master money. Don't let it master you. Don't be driven by money. But be aware of it and welcome it into your life. Give it value and respect. Let me know if this resonates with you guys because I'm here to listen. So get in touch. It's info at neilcamado.com. Remember to follow me on Twitter if you're not already doing so, where I am at Tutor Podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. So as we wrap up for today, remember that here on the Tutor Podcast, it's all about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.